0: you ready, eager, young space cadets? Me, me. I call a pudding Where's the kaboom? There was supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom! Hello, and welcome back to Of Course You Realize This Means Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Graves, and with me today is fellow filmmaker, Mary C. Russell. Hi, Mary.
1: Hi, how are you doing?
0: I am well. How are you? Good. I'm excited that you reached out to be on this Christmas-themed podcast. Uh, We are going to be diving into The Grinch, uh, the classic 1966 Chuck Jones directed, How the Grinch Stole Christmas adaptation which is beloved by almost everybody and also we're going to be talking about home alone the classic 1989 film which i believe you just watched for the first time
1: last night (laughs) that is amazing
0: so uh we're going to get your thoughts on that and a whole bunch more uh but first we are going to go into the news and see what's new um actually first we're going to discuss your uh, history with the Looney Tunes. Um, So enlighten us as to how you uh, have familiarized yourself with uh, classic characters like Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and everybody.
1: So um, before moving to Singapore, um, I was in San Francisco, and I did get some of the Looney Tunes action um, with Bugs Bunny and um, the adaptations of him more of the musical side
0: okay
1: um and through operatic singing or how how he relates to how they adapt different musical numbers into the looney tunes right um and then the tasmanian devil was a really big thing for me when i was a kid i had like an obsession with his look for some reason and maybe it's because i felt like i was him (laughs) Um, he does have
0: a very striking look, and his personality is very strong. Yes, and so that always attracts people to him. He's also also driven by hunger, and, yes, uh, and that's always fascinating. Uh, there's a couple Looney Tunes characters like that. Uh, Wiley Coyote is on another one.
1: I feel like I'm getting my fortune told. That's exactly who I am. Yeah, like um, no, like he, yeah, and then also um, Road Runner. I've always seen a lot of the cartoons based around Roadrunner so um those are kind of the main things that I drew from like when I was a kid otherwise like I didn't get that action when I moved to Singapore so but 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 while I was here I would definitely I had an attraction towards the Tasmania devil in his look and um and Bugs Bunny definitely Bugs Bunny um,
0: and you were saying that you actually had written in a classic short into one of your scripts. Yeah, there
1: was... Uh, I've been trying to pitch this sci-fi horror film, feature film um, kind of like how The Shining did the ha, had a little scene of Looney Tunes within mm-hmm. um, the original Shining. Uh, I put a Looney Tunes scene uh within the this sci-fi feature that i've been pitching for 3 years um and it's called the other kind based in ireland um but basically in its in one scene it's it's um, bugs bunny basically announcing like well what would happen in this very foreseen uh town like if this demise or something about demise and and it was like a closing to one of the episodes of looney tunes Mm -hmm. um and it was it's more of like a hint to what's gonna happen in the movie later on got it yeah and uh so it's like this one line of like his monologue at the end you know how that happens during looney tunes Mm -hmm. um oh yeah
0: bugs is known for his monologues. yes yeah For sure.
1: And so I decided to find the public domain one, like the one or two episodes that are, I I don't know what episodes are public domain, but, um, decided to grab that scene and like throw it into, um, the mix of, uh, a scene within a, like on a campsite where the camp master is in his, um, making coffee with his best friend and watching a television set, like a tiny television set from, um, in the seventies, okay, yeah, yeah, but the but Bugs Bunny comes on the on the screen, so
0: yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. back in the seventies and um, the early eighties, Looney Tunes were in rampant uh, rerun. Yes, uh,
1: like like pro- constant reruns, exactly. Wow.
0: Um, so that makes a lot of sense, and yeah, uh, yeah. that's also how you know I was reintroduced to these characters because. You know, I w- watch them on Saturday morning cartoons and that was in the late 80s, early 90s. And so it was because of that type of programming that allowed for our generation to get re-familiarized with these characters. And they yeah. have become beloved and cherished. And then that also led to uh, Space Jam, which even, you know, blew the balloon up bigger. Um, and, and there's uh, a
1: lot of songs in that, too, that are very amazing, like the ones that they like... Um the original like the space jam songs. Yeah yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, And uh and space jam is coming back and yeah. and like there there's a whole bunch of resurgence now um with HBO Max and everything uh next year. So you know, um it's ebbs and flows of popularity, but I'm glad that you were able to catch it, you know. Right before I right headed before out. Right before you left. <laughs> exactly. Um but yeah, because you had such a unique childhood I wanted to kind of touch upon like, your history with that. Yeah. And, uh, and how that differs from, I think, most people's interactions with Looney Tunes. So
1: I think it's because... I think that in Singapore, we didn't get a lot of American television. So, when I came back here, I wanted to um, discover all of the history of American television. Mm-hmm. So, and Looney Tunes is a big... And Tom and Jerry is a big thing. And, you know, it's like those two yeah. homes are, like, very... are what an American childhood is. Correct. And Home Alone, which and I Home just, Alone? just what I saw last night for the first time. And so I think that my fascination with movies, I think, came from not being exposed to them for 10 years in yeah. Asia. Um, and and so that's why when I came here, I was like, I want to be absorb all of the cartoons, all of the older, yeah.
0: That's great, though, because you, you never lost sight of your childhood. No. Like, I think some people would have gone away and then they came back and they're like, well, I missed that era of myself and like that entertainment that was made for myself at that younger age. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, instead of just leaving it and you know, forgetting about it, you, you actually seeked it out. Yeah.
1: yeah, So that's
0: really fascinating. Cool. Well, thank you for sharing that story. And, um, if, uh, if you ever come across any other cartoons of, the old times like let me know but also I'll share a bunch with you. Yeah, please do. Uh, Cuz I have the collections and
1: everything. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're the expert.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I try to be. Um, so f- I want to uh to touch upon some last minute stocking stuffer ideas uh for any of you out there looking for uh some merchandise gifts. Um absolutecult.com has some brand new sweaters, long sleeve tees and short sleeve tees that feature the new Looney Tunes cartoon designs. And these patterns are really cool, and they also have some really fun like slogans on them. Uh, One is uh, Bugs, and he has one of those very childlike, uh, very antic-driven smirks, and he's saying, naughty is the new nice. Um, I love that. I love this one. Uh, It's Taz, and he's holding a book of caroling carols, And he's in his uh speech box says I Carol Now. <laughs> um I Carol Now. Uh it's really very really Taz and I love it. Uh then there's a a formal one where it's uh it's Bugs, Daffy, Porky, and Tweety in a circle in a in the classic circle logo, uh and it just says Looney Tunes cartoons on a black background shirt. And there's another one uh with a Blue circle logo, and it has what's up, Doc, and bugs lying over the Looney Tunes, uh, word, uh, naming, and uh, and then little versions of, uh, Wily e. Coyote, Taz, Tweety, Sylvester, Marvin the Martian, Daffy Duck, Porky Pig. They're all in there, and uh yeah, Looney Tunes cartoons. Uh, those are going to be on HBO Max in uh in a couple of months so that's really exciting I'll we're gonna to get some more watch. yeah i i need to get an hbo max subscription <laughs> uh that's what needs to happen <laughs> and uh so yeah if you are looking for last minute stocking stuffers those would make uh any good gift for any looney tunes fans out there or family members that you might know that also love uh the characters have a favorite out of these shirts
1: hmm I think the, I mean the Taz is. I, ha, yeah, I have Taz to stick with great. the Taz. It's very. Um, uh, cave, I love that he's at the North Pole,
0: too. Oh yeah, yeah very and he's caveman. pointing
1: to a book, which doesn't really make sense, but I really like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that one has the most humor for sure. Yeah. Uh, something else that was in the news this week. Uh, my wife Sabina pointed it out to me, and I was very happy. Uh, Dave Green, the director of Earth to Echo and TMNT Out of the Shadows, is directing the Wile E. Coyote movie. And this is Wile E. Coyote versus Acme. And it's going to be a courtroom drama. No, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But it could be. Um, But I feel like Dave Green has the right sensibility. Uh, He made a cartoon, a living cartoon, out of that last uh, Turtles movie. Uh, mm. By introducing Bebop and Rocksteady and just the overall tone of it was very uh, outlandish, but it felt very Turtles to me, and I really enjoyed that, and I feel like his comedic and his uh, vi- like visceral sensibilities are perfect for a world of a coyote hunting a roadrunner, and having these acne products exploding on him and uh and him wanting to take revenge on that corporation i think that's that's really fun so i'm really excited about this movie and uh we'll just have to wait and see uh what happens with it who's going to be voicing the characters yeah. if it's like fully animated or if it's like a weird hybrid like
1: hopefully not live action
0: well the acne part of it could be oh yeah that's true so yeah, we yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. um And it's really exciting because this is a story that we haven't had told before uh, because it's actually, you know, Wiley trying to get some kind of uh, retribution for all of the products that have gone bad so you know like if if you keep ordering from amazon and amazon keeps messing up your your shipment yeah and like something's wrong it malfunctions like you're gonna want some kind of reimbursement right yes but wiley is like so loyal and he's like i'm just gonna keep ordering and maybe the next one will be good (laughs) and it proves false every time that's Um, amazon Prime. (laughs) and uh yeah so it's just gonna be really fascinating to see that story told and i feel like dave is a really good choice for that so uh let's keep an eye out for that uh moving on we are going to as you had mentioned earlier uh talk about home alone and how the grinch stole christmas um i think we should start with you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. you're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. Um, this was a 1966 made-for-TV animated movie. And it has a runtime of 25 minutes without commercials. With commercials, it probably premiered at about an hour. Like, they probably milked that as much as they could. And uh, it holds up. I mean, this is a classic for a reason. Like, people watch this every year. And there have been multiple adaptations of it. The Jim Carrey Mm -hmm. one from 2000, directed by Ron Howard. And most recently, the Benedict Cumberbatch voiced one for Mm -hmm. Universal. Uh, and that animated one from uh, the team at uh illumination and both of those try to expand the the story and the back, and the, like what we know of the Grinch like the backstory of of his upbringing and all this stuff and I feel like you don't need it I feel like just having the Grinch learn the true meaning of Christmas is the the message that you want every Christmas like you you know the like the simplicity it's, of it. it yeah exactly yeah. it's a simple simple story yeah. and you get a lot out of it it's very rich thematically and it's done in a really fun way you you have uh animation that is reminiscent of looney tunes uh cuz it's chuck jones so they're his drawings they're his interpretations of the doctor seuss book mm-hmm. you have uh June Foray voicing Cindy Lou Who and you have uh, Thurl Ravensgood, Ravenswood, Raven, um, I messed up his name, but <laughs> where's my phone? I've Cindy, my phone? Cindy,
1: I really like her character a lot. Like, very simple. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Thurl Ravenscroft. Oh, there we go. There it is. Uh, Thurl Ravenscroft, uh, who did the music, um, uh, spe- specifically, he sung Your Mean One, Mr. Grinch. And he was uncredited from the TV movie for whatever reason um, in the credits. And uh, we're trying to give him credit now by mispronouncing his name a lot. So, and giving uh,
1: him an IMDb credit that's pronounced wrong. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but Thurl, if you're, you know, rolling around in your grave right now, I'm sorry. Um, but basically, we love your music. And uh, we're so glad that you gave us this song. And uh, it. It, it's an awesome song. It's really great to it's listen to used, every year. It's yeah. been,
1: yeah, like it's it's played so often during Christmas time.
0: Always on the radio. Yeah. Always in any playlist on Spotify. Yeah. So yes, um, it is. It has tra- tra- you know transcended the entire holiday. Like it's his it's, ghost
1: is with us. So it's, yes. <laughs> yes,
0: he's sitting right behind me. <laughs> I feel him breathing down my neck. Um, <laughs> And, uh, but, but just, you know, what Chuck Jones brings to this are the fourth wall breaks with the eye glances toward the screen, toward the camera. Um, those are hysterical. You have Max who is just overjoyed by everything that's happening. (laughs) And, you know, that's endlessly funny to watch because it contradicts the Grinch's, uh, downward, you know, uh, uh, perspective on, on Christmas and the who's and, and, uh, it's, you know, a great, uh. Odd couple. It's like
1: anyone that owns a dog in LA is basically the Grinch and Max. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Um,
0: And uh, the whos I mean, you have these really nice people that are just trying to celebrate with community. And uh, they have a really good sense of family and and what's important in life. And uh, even though the Grinch steals all their gifts... And all their decorations, they they still come out and they're singing and they're happy that, you know, uh, they have each other. And then the Grinch, and through that action, the Grinch learns the true meaning of Christmas, which is a timeless tale that we can always afford to revisit every year because we always forget what the true meaning of Christmas is up until we, you know, up until we remember.
1: It's making your dog into a reindeer. That's what the true meaning of Christmas
0: is which is they're not wrong with that <laughs> every dog should be made into it because yes. it's adorable
1: <laughs> and taking Instagram photos that's what the best and I
0: is. I would be remiss if I didn't shout out Boris Karloff for oh, doing yeah. the voice of the Grinch uh, he is really great as that voice and uh, and you had actually made a comment about the voice because you were watching this and thinking um he sounds differently than I pictured in my head.
1: Yeah, of the because he he kind of moves from the narration to the Grinch without. I think in the beginning I felt more like, oh, I expected a different voice for the Grinch because mm-hmm. because the narration was a mix between him and I see the Grinch, yes, yeah. yes, and so but later on within the 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 film, like it was more him just the Grinch just talking and less of the narration. So yeah. I was like, okay, now I can see it. But I think the mix of the of the narration like threw me off for a second. But then I was like, oh, wow. OK,
0: yeah, the, it the, works. That is a weird yeah, dynamic. Yeah. Um, and obviously Boris Karloff is credited twice. Uh, for it? Oh, it, wow. For it, and, oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, he's credited twice. Thurl is credited zero. <laughs> I mean, it, it. I guess it just goes to show you what uh, <laughs> what everyone thought of the talent they had on this uh, on this show. Uh, movie but yeah um and uh the late great June Foray uh is Cindy Lou who um who just does amazing work um, yeah. you know countless times over so um I, I feel really lucky that we have this version to go back to because it feels so different from everything else uh that came out in the 60s and also just it's timeless like they they really did a good job of you know keeping christmas and the the meaning of christmas at the forefront of this adaptation and not divulging into uh too much of needless backstory or anything else that goes on uh, in the other adaptations
1: yeah i like the simplicity of this the style of illustration because it feels it doesn't feel as elaborate as like looney tunes it fe- feels very simple Sure, and so it feels like a storybook. Like it feels like you're reading a. It does feel like you're reading a storybook. It kind of like the Charlie Brown's Christmas, you know. Like, yeah. it's very. Yeah. I like the the colors and the very Alice in Wonderland, you know, style of of in the beginning when it's introing the Whoville, Who Who Whoville, um, which I really enjoy. But um, very different from the Jim Carrey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> very different. Yeah. I do, I do, I really love Jim, Jim Carrey's performance, um, but this is very, the songs in this, I think, I think really, like, speak a lot to me because of just, it's very, um, like, Christmassy and, like, very, not, not, I wouldn't say churchy, but, like, very harmonizing, like, it's very, like, it can, it can, it feels like a Noel, or it feels like a, like a little, like, each each song feels like that and it's, you know, obviously heard on soundtracks all around the world.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's interesting in that respect because they did break up the song. So whenever you listen to the song in its entirety, you, excuse me, you don't have those gaps of um, insert story here or insert visual here and and the song stops. So it's interesting that they did that, but obviously they did that to allow you to, uh, Marinate in that song even more. Yeah, I like instead that. of it just yeah. being one scene or one montage that it covered. Yeah, uh, so I, I do appreciate that as well. Um, yeah, <laughs> I uh, another thought.
1: What character do you oh. associate with in, in the Grinch? Ask me that again. <laughs> what what character do you associate with in the Grinch who stole Christmas?
0: The Grinch, clearly. Because <laughs> I hate Christmas. Really? No, no, no. Uh, I associate with Max. Yeah. Because uh, I can I, tell that. Because I love his enthusiasm and I for I love, life. Yeah, yeah for yeah, life yeah, yeah, and yeah. for you know just like the celebration and he uh, he's always the. You know the one that he goes along with it, but he begrudgingly goes along with it, but always seems to have a good time while he's Doing going it. along with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even whenever bags bags are falling on him and stuff like that, like he's you know he's just happy go lucky and and I can you know easily you relate to that. Yeah. yeah. What about you?
1: Um, I would say. Um, probably max two, <laughs> okay. but, but I have, I mean, I'm thinking like, I'm trying to think further into it. I, I feel like I have some Grinch in me.
0: <laughs> well, I think everyone does. Yeah, I think that's yeah, why yeah, the story yeah. is so timeless. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. It's relatable, but it's also comical and you could have gone down and, and, you know, Dr. Seuss could have gone down this, uh, dickensian way of telling the story because the grinch is very like scrooge like bah humbug to all of christmas i was
1: expecting a lot darker yeah, yeah and it yeah, could yeah, have yeah. gone that way yeah. but
0: it takes the turn into uh kind of wacky and goofy but also um uh, an impossible task to take christmas away and he thinks he can do that because he doesn't understand what christmas is and that Until is yeah, that is yeah, the yeah. point of the the movie, and I love that story. I love that that is such a rich story. If you don't understand what you're going up against, you feel like, oh, I actually can like strike a blow here, but in reality, that's nothing. Like you're just punching air, and that's essentially what it is. And then whenever his heart grows, his strength grows. And, that's
1: an interesting aspect and too. he's able yeah. to
0: understand christmas and you know uh be a uh compatriot to the who's and celebrate with them so yeah he's uh he's a really well rounded character that uh goes on an arc that is uh short like it's it's to the point and precise but it's enjoyable every time
1: yeah I think that it also reminds me that you know, like our whole life isn't our iPhones or like buying things or taking things, you know, it's like it's, it, it, the Grinch is all about, you know, taking a Christmas tree from someone, you know, it's like that giving and taking, Yeah. you know, aspect of it. And I think that, you know, it's like forgetting to spend time, like the true meaning of life is basically to spend time with your loved ones. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and we do, and it, and it reminds me of like not being absorbed by... You know, it's like I, I all of us in film and, you know, can be absorbed by technology and the way that we look. And, you know, it's like, um, you know, him dressing up as Santa Claus is, a, is an interesting aspect to it. Kind of like putting on a like a mask to try to, you know, it's like figure out how like what is Christmas
0: right right
1: What what's the what's the bottom line of Christmas
0: <laughs> well he, he puts on the costume and he puts on a facade yeah and that is to allow him to feel like uh I guess sense
1: of belonging. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, a sense of belonging and and also it leads to his his misunderstanding of it. Yeah. Um because he's moving around and he's doing these anti-santa things while dressed as the character. <laughs> and he feels like if he, you know, if he tells Cindy Lou who that he's going to, you know, take the tree up and fix it, and bring it back down, that um there won't be any repercussions and he you know, I feel like had that storyline played out and he didn't change it would have led to extreme guilt and like something else would have come out of him yeah um but
1: it's an interesting turn of events where it's like okay he makes a choice and a step to be he doesn't like change his whole life but he 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 um takes a step to become loving you know it's like and i like that how that ends it doesn't change you know it's like when you take steps like that you can't immediately change everything in one step and i think that and i think that him taking one step to have dinner with you know cindy like is really really adorable yeah yeah Yeah. but that's my psychology behind it
0: uh well thank you for that insight um yes and uh so uh, how the grinch Stole christmas uh still holds up uh we highly recommend you watch it this year and every year and uh i'm really glad we were able to able to cover this on our first christmas uh episode of the podcast Yay. um so now we are going to cover the next best christmas event Yay, which excited. is watching <laughs> home alone 1989? I'm sorry. No. From 1990. 1990s. Wow. <laughs> um,
1: I mean, I just watched it last night, so that, that stuck in my head. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: I'm usually good with with uh, dates on that.
1: I'm horrible at dates. So oh, okay. I'm like,
0: um, but yeah, 1990. Um, that was a, It's a wild movie. Um, so we are... <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is a wild... <laughs>
0: So, I I love this movie, and it brings a sense of joy to me every time I watch it because of the performances, because of the setting, because of the music, and just because of the overall fun Kevin has taking it out on these burglars at the end of the movie. Um, so, you just watched it for the first time. Yes. And... I want you to tell our audience what your reactions were. <laughs> what
1: my thoughts were. Yeah, um... Um,
0: because, so, how? Okay, first of all, how did this escape you from seeing it? How did? How how did you how did you not see this beforehand?
1: Um, I think because. When when movies that are like everyone tells me to watch it, I kind of go like become a Grinch and go like I don't I'm not gonna watch it. You know, it's like <laughs> so it's like it like I didn't watch Jaws for the first time till last year. Okay. And um and so people like when when people like over-publicize or market like a specific movie. Sure. Then I'm like oh, I'm not gonna I'm gonna watch an indie movie. Right. <laughs> um but but some contrarian.
0: But,
1: <laughs> but sometimes. You know, it's like okay, like I, th- I think for to get into the Christmas spirit and etc. I, th- I think this year I've started to do like I have a Christmas tree. This year I've never had a Christmas tree in my own oh, wow. house, and okay. um, in my own uh, apartment, like self. You know, my parents have always, always had one. Sure, um, but uh, but I think just uh, I got into the spirit a lot this year and watching. Uh, older christmas movies like white christmas Mm -hmm. and i I watched that for the first time recently too um but it i I kind of escaped watching it because one i was in singapore for a long time two christmas isn't a big thing in singapore And, and only the decorations like the are really big in Singapore okay but it's not like a holiday that's that's it's more about hey here's a expensive Louis Vuitton bag do you and then you <laughs> hand another Gucci bag back <laughs> you know it's like it's more about like exchanging gifts got it it's not as like oh we're what we're gonna sit down and watch a movie that we watch every year because it's tradition and you can't get out of it got it <laughs> so so I watched um I watched Home Alone for the first time last night And it kind of it's again like that simplicity of just a simple story that works and very different characters, contrasting characters from each other and a message that comes behind it Um, that, you know, it's like you may not be in love with your family. You know, it's like, and sometimes you do, you, we hate humankind, (laughs) you know, it's like, we hate, like we hate, you know, it's like, there's this feeling within you. Like, it's like, Oh God, I, you know, it's like my brother, my mom or my dad, they're all against me. And, and so I think in high school, like, or in middle school, like you do feel that way sometimes. And, um, even as an adult and, um, and i think it's showing like hey you have a human side to you where you can you can feel angry you can feel you know it's like towards your parents and you can you know but you know here's a lesson that you're going to learn from it if you if you go too far right and um and the sign of forgiveness which i really like cuz like a lot of i cried at the end because um watching the evil shovelled neighbor <laughs> guy, <laughs> old I man Marley. Him. Old man Marley, um, like that was the point that I cried is when he hugged his son. son yeah, and it wasn't even at the you know it's like
0: sure <laughs> the home yeah. alone
1: part. It was that it was at watching him from the window from the kid's perspective. Like that was like the moment where it felt like it's like that is the true meaning of Christmas, and it, and it did show within. Home Alone, definitely that meaning.
0: Yeah, and uh, that scene is set up perfectly by the church scene. Oh yeah, between him, the conversation, and Kevin and, yeah, 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 the conversation, and uh, you know, um, Macaulay Culkin actually. I'm, I'm gonna bring in some of the trivia from the Netflix show, uh, the movies that made us, um, where they cover Home Alone, but uh, and if you haven't seen that, I highly recommend it. Uh, but Chris Columbus sat down and said that when they were shooting that scene, um, he had never worked with uh Macaulay in the way where it's not uh over uh exaggerated emotion hmm. uh, up until that point. And he was like he was worried that he wasn't gonna be able to pu- pull up pull off a performance like that. And Macaulay nailed it on the first take. And he was like, wow, this is we have something here. Yeah. Um, The scene in the church. The scene in the church. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so that was really fascinating and, and cool to hear, uh, because that scene always touches me, Mm -hmm. uh, as well as, you know, the, the meeting of old man Marley and his son coming back together. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I love, uh, I love that dynamic of it. um,
1: and the innocence i think I think the innocence and honesty of like children like telling us the truth, I think that's like a interesting dynamic. It's like, oh no, you can here's the here's the solution. Why don't you do it right yes. <laughs> Which I really like too, in addition to um everything else, but the slapstick comedy in it is so visual and very you know, cartoony, Charlie Chaplin-y, like, yeah. very...
0: Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes. Um, and that's mainly why we're able to cover this uh, movie, which I love. I was going to cover it anyway. But, <laughs> but uh, in in that documentary, uh, Chris Columbus, the director, actually said that they would watch endless Looney Tunes uh, shorts to get the timing right for that third act of, of uh, antics that, you know, um, Kevin puts the wet bandits through uh, as they go through the house, and they step on broken ornaments, and they get tar and feathered, oh my and, God. and everything happens, and uh, the paint buckets. Um, <laughs> but as they, uh, you know, as they did it, they had an excellent stunt team, and they worked really closely with them, and to make sure that no one got hurt, and they, um, you know, uh, just all of the gags come together so well that even as you watch it, you feel like this is a cartoon and you feel safe while watching it. Like it's funny to laugh at this whereas in real life the the creative team couldn't even watch playback because they were like this is so traumatizing
1: <laughs> i mean to be honest i kind of felt i was like the nail thing yeah really got to me because oh, okay. i was like oh, and, you know it's like with with specific and and stepping on the ornaments anything with feet <laughs> <laughs>
0: why the hell do you take your shoes off yeah why the hell you dress like a chicken <laughs>
1: <laughs> i like i like yeah those are those are very funny um
0: yeah, so it's it's very violent, but it's done in a way that is
1: not crossing the line. Not crossing yeah, the line. There's no like blood.
0: Commercially, there's not viable like really <laughs> any as like comedy and not uh, gore. Yeah, you know, because um, it would be if if there was blood, it'd be like hostile. It'd be like so gruesome. You'd I was like, like at
1: first, I'm like, not... how do you step on all those ornaments without like bleeding right? to death?
0: Basically,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a clean. That's a clean break. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah. And, uh, I mean, just the casting alone, you had, um, Catherine O'Hara as Kevin's mom. Oh
1: my God. I'm in love with her.
0: (laughs) And, uh, you know, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern as Marvin Harry. And actually one of my favorite trivia pieces is, um, Harry, uh, Joe Pesci's character is named after Harry Lyme, uh, which is from the third man, which is my favorite movie of all Mm. time. And, uh, I just love that they made that connection at some point, uh, to name the character that. And uh, I don't know if that was John Hughes or if that was Chris Columbus, but, um, I really appreciate that, uh, connection because I grew up with home alone. And then later in life, I found the third man and it's just like the
1: the connection between those. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's really special to me.
1: Didn't they, they, in one scene, I loved how they were watching a Hitchcock movie in France do you know that song? uh
0: they were watching or it uh movie? it's a wonderful life
1: oh oh i thought it was a, i thought it was a hitchcock movie.
0: so they so they play my favorite christmas movie uh in the in home alone which is when kevin goes downstairs uh he turns the tv on uh whenever he's realizing everyone's gone and on that screen is playing the miracle on 34th street yes and then later on, you have the French version of It's a Wonderful Life. Okay, I was wrong. <laughs> and then um, in, I guess it's Home Alone 2, uh, they have the Spanish version of It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. Um, and they, they also have the Grinch um, playing in the oh, background. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. I like,
1: how, I like that
0: reference. And, uh, yeah, Chris Columbus is a big Christmas fan, so he tried to touch um, every little thing. Um, and then, obviously, Angels with Filthy Souls uh, is a made-up movie <laughs> that, that doesn't is, exist. I thought it
1: was going to be a porn. And gonna...
0: <laughs> it's a gangster movie. It's
1: a great name for a porn.
0: And uh, they reuse the, um, the, the gag in that to get free pizza, which I love.
1: <laughs> that was a brilliant, yeah, like, tactic. Just with... Um... Sound effects. How how he was so bright to use the little fireworks too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. To amplify. I really the like, movie like yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, the movie sounds. Um, yeah, and uh, John Williams' score, uh, which I have a theory about. Um, in the documentary, Chris Columbus said that at one point, the uh, the final cut was done and they didn't have a track for it. Uh, and they they went with somebody else and they didn't like it, and. Hmm. Uh Chris Columbus said, well, what if we'd get the guy that, you know, made Jaws and all this other uh mu- you know, movies pop with with music? And um my theory is that John Williams and Chris Columbus had met through Steven Spielberg because Chris Columbus worked on uh Gremlins, mm-hmm. which Steven Spielberg produced. Mm-hmm. And there are a few other uh, touchstones that Chris Columbus and Steven Spielberg were collaborators on. And I feel like Steven Spielberg is the unspoken uh, connection connection between getting Home Alone scored by John Williams and and not. And um, I think that's what happened. Uh, But Chris Columbus won't say it. (laughs) I don't know if there's a falling out there or what, but... um, but yeah, I'm really thankful that John Williams uh, scored this movie because it elevated it.
1: It was just it, it, during certain scenes, like I think him. I think that there's this one moment that stands out to me where he's running back to the house. Oh yeah, and it's just this bombastic like Carol orchestral, yep. yeah, like beautiful like scene where it's it comes out of nowhere, and I'm like, yes, this is a great musical moment where you know it's like where I don't see this in any of the movies I've seen in the past you know three years or four years yeah exactly so like it's it's just something that you can also use your music don't be afraid to use your music type of thing where I feel like a lot of people tiptoe yeah you know on on uh you know well on on most movies (laughs) on most movies yeah (laughs) So, but but I think using you know it's like this emotion to bring out even more within the scenes. It helps. Yeah, like it a does. cartoon. Yeah, very much. Like so. Looney Tunes. Yeah. yeah,
0: and and having a big bombastic score uh, to complement the cartoonish like antics at the end is it's I mean just overall it enhances the viewing experience. Yeah, and it allows you for that much more immersion as an audience into that world. And so, yeah, it's it's key. Um, it it's definitely is because needed.
1: Otherwise, sometimes I do end up, you know, it's like okay, I, you separate yourself yeah. a little bit more. But with this, I felt like I was in with in him it. on his journey. Yeah. yeah. Um, just because, like, it, it, from start to finish, like the last, I like how the la- like each each scene is like a totally different scene from a different movie. You know, it's like it's like. The beginning is, you know, a, a fun comedy show drama with like a family that you'd see on CBS. Then it's like it moves to like something something else, where it's like a touching story between uh the shovel guy, I forgot his name. Oh, <laughs> old man Marley. Old old man Marley, and you know, it's like it's this touching, you know, uh like moral story, and yeah. then and then it moves into like a slapstick.
0: Yeah, like vaudevillian kind of show. Yeah, at the end,
1: and it's it's just very um, it moves a lot, and I think that's what makes those full, you know, storylines really good. Is that you have all these moments. You don't just have, hey, this is one genre. Hey, this is you know, it's like this is the stick. Yeah, for sure. It it moves. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, and uh, that that's why it's endlessly watchable because you're watching, you know, maybe. What feels like at times four different genres, mm-hmm. and they're all melding together so well because of the Christmas connection. Yes, and and the setting and the music and everything. Yeah, that's a good point. I never thought of that. So thank you for that. You're uh, welcome. <laughs> <some> <laughs> analysis <knowledge>. as well. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, that was really cool. Um, so speaking of Christmas, I want to highlight the latest character to be introduced into looney tunes the world of mayhem this is the mobile app game you can download and play from your phone um i sent you these pictures uh but what did you think of this character design for reindeer roadrunner <laughs> i love that he has christmas bells on he
1: is he is he's gonna be loud he is gonna
0: (laughs) well i don't think he needs to be you know uh he don't he doesn't need to sneak up on anybody Uh, (laughs) have you
1: met roadrunner though yeah yeah (laughs)
0: he'll he'll be jingling all the way (laughs) he will i love that they gave him these like reindeer antlers and the christmas hat
1: yeah it's a very uh yeah those are big antlers.
0: Yeah, they are. They're,
1: they're good antlers. And
0: here's the image. Of oh, that's the, cute. Uh, yeah, the icon.
1: That's really cute.
0: So he's going to be available in the game uh, the week that this, uh, I believe the week of Christmas, actually. So um, when as you're listening to this, you could be unlocking him. Uh, so I'm going to run down a bit about him in the game. Hmm. Um, and, you know, we can assess if this is a good character or not uh, to have on your team so reindeer roadrunner is an epic rarity uh he is a support character who lives in the wb studios uh his tune building is the firework shop sounds dangerous i don't know i don't know if i want my roadrunner around fireworks exactly um he has friendship skills with all holiday tunes who add 10 percent attack defense and speed uh while any other holiday tune is on the battlefield as an ally and a rivalry skill with, you guessed it, Wiley e. Coyote. Uh, at the start of the match, if any Wily e. Coyote tune is on the battlefield as an opponent, the tune, this tune, gains fifteen percent more attack. So that's pretty cool. Uh, his design story reads as follows: Guiding that sleigh in perfect silence, Reindeer Roadrunner brings cold to enemy teams, shutting down their special attacks. So I guess he is supposed to be uh, quiet in some way, but he's wearing bells. I don't know know how quiet you would be if you're wearing jingle bells. Um, His skill set include flittering image, no stirring, winter's hush, silent night, nimble hooves, and natural gifts. So uh, which out of those skill sets do you uh, like the most? Oh, um, just the name-wise
1: probably a uh, silent night
0: i like winter's hush
1: oh winter's hush is cool winter's hush is nice yeah special attack deal 70 percent damage to target enemy silencing them for two turns oh. yes. i'd like to silence some people with two turns that's pretty good <laughs> yeah
0: So uh, you can try to unlock him in the game this week. So good luck to you gamers out there who are playing the mobile app game. I am very much still playing the mobile app game and will post if I get him on the Instagram, this means podcast, uh, which is our Instagram handle. And uh, you can also follow me on Twitter where I'll be uploading uh, new images from the game as they appear. Um, so now we are going to take a break and throw it over to our sponsors at ACME. ACME, it's where you get your anvils. Welcome to ACME. Uh, can I get you some water while you wait?
1: Sure. Um, Is it only warm water that you've left out in the sun?
0: Well, not anymore. We're going to get you some ice and uh, it'll be uh, it'll be fresh. Uh, But you are here for the the overall Acme Christmas present, right? The... Yes,
1: I want to be surprised. It's okay, great. A, It's a surprise present, and um, I want to surprise myself on Christmas, because mm-hmm. I don't have any family members.
0: That is exactly what we're here for. We are the company that you turn to for surprising yourself. You'll, you're never going to know what you're going to get out of us, and we don't either. So sit right there, have a cup of water, and we'll be right with you.
1: I'd like my ice, please
0: oh yes yes uh the ice is on its way okay great hi uh you 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 came here for the present yes
1: yes i'm looking to be surprised
0: oh okay uh we have two doors uh and then those doors lead to six more doors uh which door do you want one or two
1: i would prefer two
0: two okay let's open the door
1: Wait, there's another door behind it. What am I supposed to do?
0: Well, here you have six doors. <laughs> here are six more doors. So, which door out of the six?
1: Um, uh, now there's six doors. Uh, well, six more doors. <laughs> I guess I'll, 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 I'll open the next one.
0: Which one? <laughs> one, two, six. 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 Okay. <laughs>
1: So. Um, <laughs> <wow>. <laughs> what a cute little dog! <laughs>
0: Congratulations, you just got a dog for Christmas. Yay! And I'm sorry we're out of ice. Oh, well, that's a, not a surprise. <laughs> And we're back. I think I'll go ahead and choose none of those doors because they all sounded terrible. Um, so we are going to discuss very briefly uh, what our favorite Christmas gifts in the past were, because uh, I thought that'd be fun. Hmm. Um, and uh, I want to say that I had a really fun time uh, having a go-ped uh, go um, whenever I was in middle school. I had to write this entire essay about why I needed one and to actually get it. To actually get it, yeah. <laughs> and uh and it was gas powered and like I, you know, I rode that thing until it, it didn't work anymore and I loved it. <laughs> uh and now they're everywhere. Uh those electric scooters are everywhere and they're the exact same look and design that my GoPed was. Um but I had mine in the uh, the late '90s, so oh, I'm really wow. proud of that. <laughs> I was ahead of the curve. What about you? Uh, did you have any like special Christmas gifts? Things or that were meaningful. Anything that was meaningful. Um,
1: I think that with uh, well, one of my best friends actually it was in in L. A. She um, gave me the gift. Uh, she she illustrated one of my horror movie posters. Oh that's awesome and she she gave me the full painting oh, of cool. the of the horror movie poster, which is called carved um and another painting of hers and so I felt that was very meaningful to our friendship because you know she's one of my best friends in the world yeah, yeah and uh and so i i I really loved that um as a kid I would say um <laughs> I would get a lot of the... I was obsessed with Harry Potter.
0: Uh, okay.
1: And and so I... Did you get the books? Yes. Okay. All of the books. Got all the books. Um, I had a huge crush on Ron. And... Cool. <laughs> redheads, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. And then... It's the
0: rare crush.
1: <laughs> it is the rare crush. Yeah. 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 It's usually Harry. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Hermione or, you know. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever you choose. Or Batman. Or Batman. Batman is a great crush.
0: Uh, the uh, uh, Robert Pattinson character in Harry Potter.
1: Oh, right? oh, okay, I yeah, couldn't remember yeah, yeah. his
0: name. Digory.
1: D- d- yeah. Yeah. Something like Something that. Something like that. Yeah. Um, but I think books were really a big thing when I was in like middle school and, and high school, and just when my parents gifted me one, I was like, oh, I can immerse myself. Like, and when we're on, I, we travel a lot. So like on road trips, I would like the sensory, you know, it's like, I, I'd kind of create a sensory thing in my imagination where it's like, if, if someone's as a kid, like, you know, like reading, a someone baking bread, I could smell it oh. or like something like okay. that. Yeah. Like, so it's like, as a kid, those, the books were really some of the best gifts that I, I've had, you know, like when I was growing up, cause it was, it was The connection that I had maybe not friends during that period of time but 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 more of like but more of like this is an imaginary thing that I can connect to and like the gift of what Christmas is imagination cool and so that that's like probably the most like meaningful gifts that I would get from my parents that's really cool it's
0: really special like having those you know memories of a gift that like bled into the year as much as possible, but like it kept giving back. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And like, you know, it's like uh, we'd, we'd, when we'd come to the US, we'd go to like Disneyland all the time or like a road trip to Disneyland and, over the summers and and i would like read i remember reading in the back of like these rental cars <laughs> oh wow cool. or like going to barnes and noble was a big thing like kind of like a trip to you know it's like oh yeah barnes and noble let's go
0: <laughs> for sure that's awesome yeah i uh i remember getting the uh the entire scott pilgrim collection oh um, yeah and like those that are was great that was a really cool gift too yeah um yeah Books I, are books are good gifts. They're underrated gifts, but they they're are. good gifts. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, and there's. I just came across this uh, this Sherlock Holmes, that I, I believe says like a Sherlock Holmes, the Christmas Demon. What? And, and yeah, and I was like, I, I stumbled upon it in the a bookstore recently and okay. i was like i was like oh this is interesting i haven't seen this come up before but like with the christmas theme going on i was like okay horror mixed with christmas i wonder what other books are yeah coming our way during this period of time oh
0: that's cool i'm gonna look out for that yeah i'm a big sherlock holmes fan oh uh, you can see this or arthur conan doyle book over there which is a volume of uh his stories oh um in our library and um yeah i uh i i gotta look out for that that's really cool you should i should
1: and the only the it's funny i i looked up because you know it's like you you google your own name sure and there's a mary russell character but in in sherlock holmes but i don't know like oh, cool what it's associated with right um but but i was like oh like shit like this is the one character that i can it comes up in google me and then the sherlock holmes thing. oh cool yeah so it's like it's interesting that I'll have to look her character up in the yeah in the Sherlock Holmes universe
0: in the the Sherlock Holmes wiki. <laughs> well, Mary C Russell, it has been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Uh, where can people find you and your work?
1: Um, Mary C Russell dot com. Cool. And uh, Instagram is m uh, Mary C. Oh, well, Mary R thirteen. Okay. And uh if you just Google Mary C. Russell you can just follow my work. I I've directed a lot of uh short horror short films. Uh one streaming on Amazon, it's called Carved. Uh, got picked up, and it's like a comedy horror, very slapstick, similar to Home Alone, except violent.
0: Okay, cool. <laughs> I think our listeners will dig that.
1: <laughs> actually, except actually violent. Um, and uh, lots
0: of blood, lots of gore.
1: Yes, and uh, more hot chicks. Okay. And um,
0: that's what Home Alone's missing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Throw in some hot chicks. I don't know, the mom was cute. Yeah. <laughs> I was like. I want her to be in everything now. Aww. Um, But yeah, that that's where you can find my work. And then, you know, it's like, follow me, follow what I'm doing. I definitely want to direct a feature in 2020. And cool. so...
0: Good goal. Let's do this. Let's do it. Uh, and you can follow the podcast on This Means Pod at Twitter. And This Means Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. I have been your host, Jonathan Graves. You can follow me at The Dark Pilgrim. And please uh, like, subscribe, and comment on this podcast and share it with your friends and fellow Looney Tune aficionados out there. Thank you for listening. And remember, that's not all, folks. Merry, merry, merry Christmas. I'm merry very Looney tune Christmas. Merry, 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 merry Christmas. I'm merry very Looney tune Christmas.
1: ding dong this is a song With joyful ring, all caroling One, One seems to hear words, hear, words hear of good cheer, cheer from, from everywhere, filling the air
0: Oh, how happy this carol makes us <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 Daily day while people singing Songs of good cheer, Christmas, Christmas is here Why do we sing of bells, quam a ding dong a ding Christmas is here
0: Merry, 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 merry Christmas <laughs> On this very Looney tony Christmas
1: Hold the block, on those bells! Bill, oh, ding, and dong, this is a song, with joyful ring, all caroling. One, One seems to hear words, to hear words of good cheer from cheer everywhere, filling the air. Haily, they bring you people singing songs out of a cheer. Christmas is here. Why do we sing the bells, time a ringing, ding, dong, and Christmas is here. Merry, 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 merry Christmas. On this very lonely, Christmas. On, on, we sing, on, without end, our joyful tune, too.
0: Hark how the bells, sweet silver bells, all seem to say, throw cares away. It's is my song, isn't it swell? It it's the carol of the Looney Bells. Oh, that is so sweet. Merry Christmas to all of you. And to all, a good night. Good, good night. night, everybody.
1: Good night. Hey, isn't she going to invite us in for cookies or something? I don't get it. Hey, we'll take the fruitcake.